diplomatic developments are in favor of the regime, definitely not in favor of the opposition. So when you move around Damascus talking to people, not necessarily government officials, but people living in Damascus, what are they, what are they saying to you? How are they reflecting on the current situation? Well, it's very hard to capture the, the mood or to generalize about people's feelings. But uh, again, I, I would say that slightly they, they don't really um, care because there are much more pressing concerns, uh, even in Damascus, which is one of the safer places in Syria, much safer than opposition-held areas where there is a sense of at least outward sense of normality. Beneath that, there's a lot of concern about the economic situation and, and about future prospects uh, for staying here in Damascus, even if the war is not yet at their doorstep. Uh, so I, I, my feeling is that people have other things to worry about. And that was Rami Rahayam in Damascus. So who's coming to these talks and what do they want? Well, speaking just a few hours ago, the UN spokesman Ahmed Fauzi was really unable to clarify things. All I can say about the talks is that they will start as planned, as Stefan de Mistura announced. I don't have a time, I don't have the exact location, and I can't tell you anything about the delegations. But there will be more later this morning. Uh, that, that I can promise. Don't know who, don't know where, don't know when. Well, it has now got underway, at least according to uh, Stefan de Mistura, and he should know. Uh, Diana Dark is a Syria specialist and author of My House of Damascus, an inside view of the Syrian crisis. She's lived in Syria for many, many years. Uh, and I asked her just to take us through this. Who's definitely not going to be at the negotiations? The thing everybody agrees on, obviously, is that ISIS is not invited. The, the reason the whole things are happening is because everybody wants the entire you know, armed forces of Syria to, to attack ISIS. But, of course, ISIS are nothing to do with the Syrian revolution. They're just a consequence of it. They've, they've moved into the vacuum created by it. Then Jabhat al-Nusra, nobody, nobody wants them there because they are um, an al-Qaeda affiliate. They are, however, very effective on the ground, and this has meant that sometimes some of the, the Free Syrian Army more moderate groups did ally themselves with Jabhat al-Nusra because they were an effective fighting partner. So Jabhat al-Nusra and ISIS are not there. Everybody's clear about that. But um, then we have the problem about the opposition, which is, if you like, the revolutionary opposition, backed by Riyadh. This is where the problem comes in, because uh, the, the key negotiators who've been named on that are people who, who Russia and Assad don't want on the list. They want their own sanctioned opposition. So what's now happened is that you've got these two groups of opposition, um, one sanctioned by you know, the, the ones, if you like, who, who have not, in the words of Assad, betrayed Syria. They haven't taken up arms. And, and the other grouping. But the trouble is that the, the revolutionary ones are not practiced in PR. You know, they're up against a regime that's had 45 years' worth of, of practice in all yeah, this. Yeah, but uh, the, when you say, let's call them revolutionary opposition then, in other words, people trying to bring Assad down, effectively. Yes. Uh, how numerous are they, actually? Well, everybody will always argue about the figures. People I talk to say that actually the numbers are quite big. Um, they're all splintered because, as I just mentioned, they're not practiced in getting together. I mean, this, it takes a lot of time to become unified and they simply haven't had the chance because they've been attacked both by Assad continuously and now by Russia and, of course, also by, by ISIS. So they don't get much of a, of a chance. OK, so, so the, the revolutionary opposition are going though, right? Parts of them are, yes. Parts of them are. And, and the, the official opposition obviously will go. Yes. As it were, the yes. sort of sanctioned opposition. And the government will go. Yes. And that's it. 
That's it, except that clearly the Kurds are going to be slightly in the background. I mean, uh, one of the big objections from the Riyadh opposition was that the Kurds would be invited um, and Turkey threatened to withdraw completely if they were invited. Um, So what's happened now is that they've kind of shuffled back a few seats into a kind of consulting position. And so Turkey is now urging them, uh, the Riyadh group, to go. So I'm sure that something will very, very slowly start to happen. Is it going to achieve anything, do you think? Well, this is the trouble. The talks are just the easy bit. Making anything stick on the ground inside Syria is is going to be a very difficult thing. And Syrian people know that all too well, which is why so many of them are leaving the country and coming to Europe. And why you're here and not in your home in Damascus. Indeed. And that was Diana Dark. The Zika virus now and scientists working on a vaccine say it could be ready within a year, which is much earlier than people thought. And uh, President Dilma Rousseff has been talking about this too, calling on the...